another edition of Preaching to the Choir, Pastor Kevin Kev, one half of the prophets from the Preach Kev Preach podcast with Rashad. Um, I had to do another historical franchise, man. This is a team that's been you know, dominant in the 70s, dominant in the 80s. Uh, took a slight off in the 90s, but then you had the 2000s rolled in, and they've still been good ever since, from Bill Cowell all the way to Mike Tomlin. Um, so I got three guests today. Uh, we, got, we got my boy Alfonso, man. Alfonso, what's going on? What's good, man? What's good? Not much to you. Welcome to the show. I see, I see with the terrible towel. Uh, we got, <laughs> we got Alex, man. He's another guy from my Unwrap Sports. What's going on, man? I think you got audio. I got a muted thing. Mute your Sorry mic. about that. There you go. Yeah, All good. No problem, no problem. Uh, and no stranger to the show. Uh, DJ, what's going on? What up, dog? What's up? What's going on with you? Um, like I Ooh. said, man, it's the it's the preach care, uh preach to the choir, Pittsburgh Steelers edition. We got you know y'all know known to great franchise, great winning, um, and this team, you know, eight and eight. Uh, obviously, you lost your quarterback from the get go. Uh, I think well, week two against the Four Niners, I believe. And, you know, and Mike Tomlin did a hell of a job. And week 17, you almost made uh, – yeah, yeah, I think one scenario to get in. As long as – I think I forgot who team got, got in. Uh, and y'all and y'all win, y'all get in. So you almost made the playoffs even without Big Ben. So um, as far as the recap of the season, uh, we can go straight down the list. Fons, Alex, how, how did y'all take that season? Um, For me, I, I'd say I'm, I'm happy with how we ended off. Um, especially dealing with the circumstances that we had, you know, losing Big Ben. Um, I can say I'm not disappointed in anyone on the team, but if I would say that I was disappointed in a performance from anybody, it would be Juju. That's the only person who I felt like could have been more of an asset for us. But then again, I'm also understanding he didn't have his primary ball thrower to him. So, you know, uh, can't really get too mad at him, but honestly, for what we had in the circumstances that we were dealt with, I say it was a successful season. Yeah, I, I'd actually agree with that too. You know, as as being Steelers fans, I mean, we're we're pretty what we get out of the team every year. So eight and eight on a regular season would have been disappointing, but I mean, having a carousel at quarterback, you know, going between your second and third option. You know, injuries to Connor, Samuels, Juju missed four games. I mean, to me, that the way that was going and the defense gelling together after getting Minka to to even be in the discussion of a playoff race without Big Ben, I, I was happy with it, definitely. I mean, I'm accepting of it. Um, for me, it's one of those things where, yeah, like you guys said, dealing with our um, second and I really say fourth stream, man, because I don't think we should have. I mean, Dobbs wasn't necessarily good, but I feel like with having um, Duck and having Mason, I mean, we couldn't have gone wrong with having Dobbs too at that point. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you had key injuries throughout the season. Yeah, Juju struggled, but yeah, like you said, I mean, when you have those two guys throwing you the football, I mean, things can get tricky, things can get difficult. Uh, but, I mean, Duck, I feel like Duck had a lot of us fooled because, I mean, you know, he was a pretty good game manager those first few games. And then it seemed like the last, you know, he got benched and then Mason came in, got hurt, and then he came back. And then he just never, you know what I mean, he just never could really get back to being at least decent for us. I think if he could have stayed pretty consistent, you know, not try, you know, not do too much, just make the right reads, make the right plays like he was doing initially, then I think that we would have made the playoffs and we would have been fine. Well, fine with making the playoffs. I'm not saying like we would have made a run because we, I mean, we see how that went. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the defense was strong. Defense was strong. Quarterback situation. It is what it is. So, you know, I'll take it. You know, it was kind of funny. I didn't even think about the Dobbs situation. Uh, I think week one, 
Uh, Nick Foles went down for the Jaguars, and then that's what they made that trade for Dubs. And then a week later, you know, <laughs> Big Ben goes down. So it's kind of like, man, Dobbs would have finally had an opportunity being, what I think it was a third or fourth round draft pick not too long ago. And he had an opportunity yep. to, to, to take a team to the playoffs. And like you said, which all three said with that defense being being A plus, like you was you was right there. I mean, all the way to week 17. Um how how was it as fan as a fan base watching Steelers every week without Big Ben there, being being that he's he been started there since what 2004, 2005. Like how, how did y'all feel like watching it without without number seven back there? Bro, for me, it was it was weird. Like, honestly, it added a level of anxiety for me. Like, I was nervous game to game. I mean, I'm I'm good. I was good on the defensive end. I already knew what they were gonna do their job. But offensively, it's just like, like, oh well, we haven't really seen our backups play outside of you know preseason. But it's preseason, so who's really like you know studying that for real? Um, and so I, I was on the expectation of, oh, we're, we're just going to go out here. And honestly, I was like, okay, when Ben went down, let's tank. Tank for a quarterback because Ben only got two, three years left. Let's go ahead and tank. But, I mean, Tomlin being who he is. And that's why I, I really want to give Tomlin so much credit because he was literally having anyone out there at quarterback. And we were still, like, winning games and – even the games that we lost, it wasn't like we was getting blown out. We was in the game to win it. So I mean, I was I was nervous, man, without Ben. Yeah, it, it definitely gave gave uh, like the fan perspective a glimpse of like life after Ben. Kind of you know, we've we've had a consistent franchise quarterback, and it just it really kind of showed the value that we've had at quarterback and, you know, especially with everything Ben's gone through with, you know, being one of the most sacked guys earlier in his career, it, it definitely kind of made me appreciate big Ben a little bit more just because, because, you know, you changed. I mean, uh, I have some notes here, like, for example, like with Juju, I, I know this was going to be a big year for him to try to step up and, and show he has the net, that number one receiver. And uh, overall, I mean, he had, what, 40, 42 receptions on 70 targets, 552 yards, three touchdowns. But when I broke it down, with Big Ben, it was 16 targets, 11 receptions, 162 yards. That was 73% um, catch percentage, 81 yards per game. That was two games with Ben. That's a small sample size. Hard to really use that for anything. But without Big Ben, he had 54 targets, 31 uh, receptions. That was only 57% catch rate. 390 yards, that's 32 yards per game. So there was a huge misconception. I think Juju kind of got a little bit of that slack because, you know, this was his year to show what he could do without um, A.B. But, you know, overall, I mean, I, I think it was definitely a very, uh, a very, uh, a centering a new era of what could be post Big Ben. Yeah, I felt... Um... I was pretty blown when um, Big Ben went down, just because, like you guys said, it's you can get a glimpse of what life will be by or what life will be like without Ben. And um, I think as Steelers fans, yeah, we haven't won a Super Bowl in ten years or eleven years, whatever. But you know, he got us too. Uh, without him, I don't think we get a Super Bowl anytime soon. Or are we even in contention for one year in and year out for the most part? So, you know, I think Ben gets his knock for sometimes being a gunslinger and, you know, holding on for the ball too long, things like that. But he's always made plays regardless of, you know, sometimes having turnovers. I mean, that's that comes with taking risks. That comes with, you know, that comes with it. And he's one of the best. He has one of right. the best pumps I've ever seen in my life. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, life's going to be weird. You know, without Ben, especially because we, we don't know year in and year out if he's going to be healthy. I mean, but it's been like that for his entire career, if you think about it, because I don't think there's been a season where he played all 16 games. Now that I think about it. So, you know, with that being said, um, I, in my opinion, I feel like they need to go ahead and, and try to find somebody in the draft. And I mean, if, if they feel like it's a quarterback, that's, you know, for the future, not like a, a third rounder, Mason Rudolph, who they gave a first round grade to, which I think is bull but uh, <laughs> yeah definitely. But, but yeah that's how i feel on that one man so we'll see yeah you know um 
I think y'all are pretty fortunate when it comes to like losing Big Ben for so long for that season because unlike the Patriots, unlike the Chargers, um, unlike the Falcons in a few years, they they have never seen another quarterback for the last you know twelve plus years, and they don't know what it's like to 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 miss it. Uh, I always try to tell a lot of Falcons fans who wants to trade Matt Ryan. I was like, you gonna miss him when he's gone uh, because it's hard it's hard to find it's hard to find that that guy that can be your quarterback for a long time, especially how long is, you know, how long has Big Ben been there? Like, I think I was in the fourth grade when he was drafted. Like, I don't went to college growing up, got a real there. So it's kind of like you got to be fortunate. And and now that you, right. you got to see what, what life was, is without him, and you got to see Mason realize that he's not the future, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of like a blessing in the sky you think about it because he, he, he did come back, so you're still going to be a good team next year. And then, okay, we know at the background we have to go find that replacement because we don't want to be, we don't want to have this high, this high ceiling. All of a sudden, we waste, we wasting talent like the T.J. Watts and the Mika the and we're struggling to be eight and eight because Doug Hodges and, and Mason Rudolph just not it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do I mean, so. So I, I kind of want to talk about like the, the, Minka, the Minka side. So the gamble y'all took. So week week two, Big Ben goes down. I can't remember what week it was you traded for Minka, but I want to say maybe like week five ish. Some on the signs right after you played a couple games and, and y'all I think y'all lost a couple after that. And I was I, I was I was um I was kind of crazy. I was like, man, why would Pittsburgh Steelers go out their way to trade? You know their first round draft pick, which at the time is like, oh, this it could be it could be bad. Like Fonzo said, you said like we might we might as well go ahead and tank and find the next quarterback. You know you got, I mean, granted, I mean outside of Burrow to a Herbert and, and and I guess Jordan Love is kind of like, okay, was it worth? You know, would it be have been worth it anyway? But it's like I was like, man, that first round pick could be very very valuable. And Miami might wind up being having two top ten picks if this team doesn't come around. Cause I think at the time, you know, the, the you know after week one loss of the Patriots, you know, uh, defense gave up a lot. I was like, man, they got a lot of work to do to you know to win games. And then oh, Big Ben goes down. Oh my gosh, how are they going to survive a season like this? And the Minka trade when you, when you take that gamble and he come out to be an All Pro safety. I mean, obviously that first round pick not going to be what Minka, what, what Minka is. So. How, how did y'all feel about the gamble at the time and then and then now? Um, so when when I saw so I, I saw the notification from Bleacher Report and I was like, first I I saw the name. So I was like, okay, he's good. I, you know, I'm I'm thinking back to his Alabama days and all the stuff that he did there, and I'm like, okay, that's that's good. Then I saw all the stuff that we gave up for him. I'm like, dang, like what what why did we use all this? And we know we're about to struggle for the next rest of the season. Like that's a big gamble on a, on a defensive player. But then again, I'm also thinking about, okay, what was our, our, our base in those years in the seventh defense. And when we were like going back in the nineties and stuff, defense, we're a defensive organization. And so thinking about it in that light, Okay, yeah, it's it's a big risk because we don't know what's going on with our offensive situation as far as with our quarterback. Still got weapons. Still got James Washington. Still got Juju. Connor, eh, you know, but we still got other running backs. But build up that defense, you know, and then we can go worry about what is our offense going to look like. Mika, man, we ain't seen nobody like Mika since since Troy in, in, in Pittsburgh. And – and Mika, Mika is giving me strong Troy vibes. And I, I, I hope he stays there the rest of his career. Cause in the games, the rest of the games that he played for us, man, he he is a stealer. He is definitely a stealer. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I literally as soon as the the season's confirmed, I'm running to go get my Mika jersey. Uh, I remember when Stephen A. Smith went on that rant where he just tore us apart for making that deal, and I just remember just thinking like. I'm going to trust the front office. Like, they know what they're doing. I mean, we've been successful for all these years. Like, they're making a big call here. 
to me, that kind of made me think that there's a sentiment in that in the front office that thinks Ben's going to be there for at least another couple of years for them to invest mm-hmm. in the safety to kind of, you know, go all in. Because uh, if you guys remember, when Rudolph got drafted, Ben was kind of upset, like, hey, I only have a few years left. Like, let's not use draft capital for that just yet. So I was I was I was a, I was a fan of it, but I was also kind of the optimistic fan. Like I was high on Minka back when he was in Alabama and I thought he was like a great prospect. And, you know, I thought he could have been one of those uh, players that had that X factor that make him that much more efficient. But yeah, Minka was a godsend for our defense. Like I, I have a stat here. So we actually got him after week two and then weeks one and two on deep passes. Uh, it was, they were four for seven, averaging 22.1 yards per attempt, three touchdowns and a pass rating of 141.4. After acquiring Minka from weeks three on, they were three for 15, 5.6 yards per attempt, three interceptions, and a 2.8 passer rating. I mean, it the, the it was a gamble. I definitely think so, but he definitely got the Pittsburgh Steelers their money's worth and way more. Oh, definitely. DJ? Yeah, tagging on, uh, adding on to what you guys said, man. Yeah, it's it was worth the gamble. At the time, like I said, I mean, I knew Minka was good at Alabama and all that good stuff. Um, first, I didn't know what to think. I mean, I liked it, but for a first-round pick, I was like, ah, I don't know about that. Uh, but like you said, I mean, it, it ended up working out because, I mean, think about think about how bad our defense looked before he got there. And it's crazy to say that because for one player – to make that huge of a difference speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. So, and you're right, he does give off those, those Troy Palomaro vibes. Um, you know, he saved us in a lot of situations. I think what he had, um, was it five or six interceptions? I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah, uh, five. Five. So, so with that, and he had, what, two for two for touchdowns, right? Correct? Was it two? One or was it interception and one was a fumble. One was a fumble and then one was, okay, well, either way. The point is, is that, you know, he's a playmaker. He's always in the right place at the right time. He's saved us in a lot of situations where um, Edmonds is getting burned and he's covering his butt. Uh, <laughs> Edmonds, I think Edmonds, I think quarterbacks that were throwing in, in his direction, I think they had a perfect rating, perfect passing rating when it, when Edmonds is defending whoever the quarterback's targeting. But that that's a different discussion for a different day. But as far as uh, Fitz goes, I mean, uh, Minka goes, excuse me, um, Great, great trade. Great trade. Um, hopefully, Ben, like I said, Ben comes back healthy. That defense can stand strong for next year. And I think Steelers can make a run if that happens. Do, you, do y'all believe that? Do y'all still believe the the saying that defense will in championships? Or, or, or do, y- do y'all think y'all offense needs to, even with Big Ben back, do y'all think y'all need to, this offense need to be a top 10 or a top 15 and, and, and still be in that elite caliber? Or you think now the defense there, you can kind of like as long as, as long as the offense can give us twenty four, we should be good enough. I don't know, honestly. I, I'm kind of leaning towards that as far as like the offense puts up their points, just give us enough because the defense is gonna gonna stop people. Now the only the only games I would be concerned about that is like playing against Kansas City, you know, New Orleans. Those like. If, if the opposition has a really, really talented offense, then, yeah, it, it's a little bit of a question as far as, like, what do we have on our offensive end? Because, boy, like, before we do anything else, like, I, I understand our, our quarterback situation, Ben's getting old. We've got to get a consistent running back. We've got to get a consistent running back. James Conner is not the answer. He's not the yeah. answer at all. Uh-huh. And, I, you know, Pittsburgh dude and – Played at Pitt and had his cancer thing and Rob. I no, I'm here for all that. But man, he is he is so injury prone and he's not helping. Like I thought, I wasn't gonna miss Le'Veon Bell and I missed Le'Veon. I miss. <laughs> so I'm not really concerned about our offense unless we're playing like one of the heavy hitters in the league because I I have that much confidence in our defense and they and I think I feel like our our defense. They have a chip on their shoulder. Like they play like people don't respect them. And and they and that's not the case because people do respect them, but you can just like see the energy with 
everyone on the field when when TJ makes a play and, and um when Edmonds the few times he does, but they just have a chemistry out there. They just have a chemistry out there. I, I don't know how to explain it. So that's my take. Yeah, with, with the, the phrase defense wins championships, it always kind of reminds me of uh, the 2007 Super Bowl with the Chicago Bears going against the Colts. You know, that, that Bears defense was on a crazy scoring pace. It was almost kind of like what the Patriots had this year. And, you know, I do believe defense wins championships, but you do have to have a competent offense on the other side. Like, you don't need to have a, like, you know, an all-pro offense on the other side. Your offense can go up out there, put 20 points on the board. You're fine. Uh, like for for that uh, for the uh, Chicago Bears reference, the the Bears, they you know they had that uh, that uh, kickoff return on the initial kickoff, that was crazy. Then they scored uh, in the fourth minute in the in the first in the they scored with four minutes thirty three seconds left in the first quarter, a touchdown throw from Grossman to uh, Muhammad. That's in eleven minutes. They had fourteen points. For the rest of the 49 minutes, they had three points. They lost 29 to 17. Like, defense does win championships, but you need to have a competent offense on the other side. And I think if, you know, Big Ben, you know, you know, if he's not at his at, at the, the level that we've, you know, kind of gotten from him the last couple of years, I think if, you know, you know, like like I was said earlier about a running back, if we get a consistent running game going, let Big Ben kind of, you know, pick apart the defense here and there, the Steelers could make the defense win uh, championships sentiment ring true. Yeah, for me, man, yeah, defense does win championships. Um, but yeah, you definitely need an offense that can put up some type of numbers. Because like you said, look at the Patriots, for example. They had a phenomenal defense last year. They didn't really have any weapons for Tom Brady to throw to. Also, Tom Brady struggled a bit this year as well. And you, can't, you see what happened. Once they got to the playoffs and they faced a team that's pretty good in both then they struggle. So, you know, with that being said, as long as the Steelers, I feel like as long as the Steelers can put up 30, I think I think 30 a game is reasonable with this offense. I think it's reasonable. So, I mean, if they can put up 30 a game and the defense keep can continue to be a top five defense like they were this past season, then I don't see why, you know, we can't be successful and make a run. But you have to look at it from a standpoint of, I'm touching on the uh, respect thing as far as the defense. For the past, I say for the past, before last year, I say for the past maybe about five or six years, I don't think the Steelers' defense was disrespected. And the reason why I say that is because our secondary has been absolute garbage. Garbage. Burns. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. That's like his last name, Burns. Oh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, if we can get, like I said, I think the fact that we're getting back to Steelers football on the defensive side, that's a plus. That's a plus. So we can stay consistent with that, and this offense can get it together. I don't see why this team can't either be a contender or potentially win. I'm not going to take it that far just because we got Ben back. Because, again, I mean, you're right. We got to – Connor's got to stay healthy, man. I think if Connor's healthy, that makes us a dangerous team. But here's another tip. Le'Veon Bell wasn't healthy either. Le'Veon Bell was just productive in the games that he played. So, James Conner, I want him to be as healthy as possible, yes, but he's got to be productive. He hasn't been as productive, mm-hmm. I feel like, this year than in normal situations for him. So, if he can stay healthy, if Jalen Samuels can take – I mean, damn, can he turn the tide, do something? I don't know. If he can do give the sting or something and they have that one-two punch, then I think we'll be fine. Uh, I would say this it, for your defense comes the same thing. Now we know that defenses always take a step back, and it's kind of it's kind of alluding to this a little bit. You know, you lost you lost your nose tackle Hargrave. He, he took a big contract to go, you know, cr- right across the town, right out of Philly. Now I I know like the nose tackles and, and the guys who does the dirty work kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit about uh you know they're the guys who doing the work to make T.J. Watt look. And Bud Dupree look amazing. Now, great. Now they are great players. I'm not saying they're not. But I'm saying like somebody who can demand the double teams and all like that. I think that he will be missed. Now we'll, t- we'll talk about the draft later about maybe you know getting a detackle like that. But it's like we know we know as an example the defense will always regress whether a team or not comes for and take Mike Hilton away. We don't know that yet. But it's like it's like 
if the defense the defense was A plus last year, let's say if they drop down to a A or, or A minus. Um, I think I think adding the Big Ben factor is it will make will do wonders because you know if you struggled all last year with Doug Hodges and and Mason Rudolph, I got the stats up right here. Uh, both of them was six two percent, thirteen touchdowns and nine picks from Rudolph. Hodges five touchdowns, eight picks. Both were sacked thirty times. Um, so yards attempt only six yards passing. Like Big Ben. Miles ahead of better than them, and even if he wasn't hundred percent, even if he's not the Big Ben of the old, eighty-five percent of Big Ben I take over these two quarterbacks any day of the week. And I think when you add that, if you add it, add a more consistent run game, those factors alone, it's kind of like do like a balancing act of your defense taking a step back. Because I, I always say when you see a defense is great this year, it's usually never the same. The same, the same thing. Like uh, I expect y'all just take a step back. It might not be a great step. It might not be, you know, they go from historic to great. You know how how I see it. Like the 49ers will take a step back. Um, we saw the Bears take a step back this, this past season. So it's kind of like, okay, if we can balance that out with with a, with a big bend there, a, a better running back. I mean, James Conner. At least he showed up every game. He just he just didn't make it through uh, for most of them. But you know, maybe maybe Snell gets the chance. Maybe you go out here and draft one of these guys. Second round, third round, um, but if you have that balance of act, thirty, you might not even need to score 30, 27, 24. You know, it depends on who you're playing. Like, like Fawn said about playing Kansas City and the Saints of the world, you may need to put up thirty-five. But Big Ben had to get, get into his old tricks and old bags and and do stuff like that. So, um, do, do y'all think y'all have enough weapons on the outside? Uh, I know uh, Danny Washington, Juju, and uh, who's the other guy missing? Um, Deontay Johnson. Johnson. Deontay Johnson. That's I, I like him a lot. I, I think I think he can he shows some great signs at the end of the season. And if he if he take another step, all this adding a, a better quarterback, I'm saying like the the offense, it might, it might, it might, it might look t- terrible last year, but I got I got high hopes and hopefully you you draft a running back because it's it's a lot of good ones. I mean, I, for one, I think with Big Ben coming back, you know, that should give Juju some value a little bit more than what he had before. James Watson really came on at the end. You know, he really he really developed a lot more uh, this this season. You could see the the strides he made from a year ago, from the year before that. You know, Deontay Johnson, you know, he doesn't get a lot of, you know, uh, you know uh, praise for his stats in his first season, but uh, he had an average of six yards of separation from uh, – from, uh, from defenders when he, uh, on average on routes. So, I mean, he, he's definitely running his routes sharp, you know, making the, 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 a good first step, you know, and I think the addition of Ebron could be what we kind of expected maybe Vance McDonald to become in the red zone that he ultimately didn't, unfortunately. So I think with him and then having Vance being that number two guy, that might even give uh, Vance some more rooms, uh, you know, when he's out in the secondary. So I, I, I think, what we're missing is probably just another consistent running back, which, you know, if one of those top three guys fall to us, I would say that would probably be that one additional uh, playmaker to kind of incorporate with his offense. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, honestly, um, and I like that you, you brought up the addition of Ebron because yeah. we've been relatively weak at the tight end position since since Heath retired. Jesse James was was decent for us, and I actually was kind of hurt when we when we let him go because he was he was pretty good. I, I liked him, um, but I think Ebron's gonna make a, a huge difference um, just to have that another big target to throw to. Um, and honestly, man, in, in in my case, I think we're pretty set at every position. The only position that kind of causes a little question is the running back position but um i would like to see tomlin and them run running back by committee like we were doing but i just want to i just want though that committee of running backs to be consistent like we've seen that that snell can make plays but his ball security was a question we've mm-hmm. seen that that connor can make plays but he's injury prone and samuels is fast and he, he can he can make something happen but we just need everyone to be consistent. So I'm just hoping that, you know, with, you know, the offseason that everybody's working and, and gelling. And because, honestly, our defense is good and we have the weapons on offense. 
We just need everyone to be healthy, and we will be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC. And hell, if if we have the format, the playoff format that we have this year, we make it. We're in the playoffs. <laughs> We're in the playoffs. <laughs> so, so, I'm saying, I, I don't know. Can't see this year's format. That's going to that's gonna be even a more of a benefit for us because we're not bad. We we got it on both sides of the ball. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I agree with you guys, man. It's um, it's just one of those things where um, I feel like, I mean, yeah, I agree. I feel like with uh, getting Ebron, you know, that gives us a potential, you know, another target for Ben to throw to. Uh, really athletic guy, can go up and get it. Um, he's had trouble in the past with um, catching too. So um, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's had a good amount of drops in his time. So hopefully he's got that together and we don't really have to worry too much about that. Um, as far as Vance goes, I'm disappointed because I had such high expectations of him because you see certain games where you're like, wow. Like, wow. You know, I'm about to say, it's, 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 stiff on, it's stiff on a Monday night, not too long it, ago. Exactly. Right. But then you see other games where he, he disappears or he doesn't play because he's hurt. So, um think if he can get you know get healthy and stay healthy then you know him and Ebron as a one-two punch at tight end that that's probably the most talented we've had at tight end in a long time so I think that'd be clutch honestly I think we could use one more wide receiver I think they should use the draft to make that decision but um yeah I mean we I like what we have I mean don't get me wrong I think Juju and, and Washington and Johnson I think that's a solid three I think that's a productive three but I still think if we get one more that has a little bit of speed and that can make a difference as a rookie, I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? Whether that be Rieger or Higgins, or I guess Higgins isn't really a, a blow-by guy, but we can get Rieger or whatever, then I'm cool with it. So as far as every other position, though, we're set. I mean, just running back, consistency, and staying healthy. Um, mm-hmm. Snell was a rookie, so, you know, he's going to take his lumps. I expected that. Um, but I like what I saw besides, you know, the ball security part, like you spoke on. Um, again, we know what Connor can do when he's healthy, but that's the key. Samuel, we really don't know. I mean, we we've seen him, you know, catch balls and slide. We've seen, you know, we've seen certain things like that out in the open, but we haven't seen it consistently. So we don't know truly what he'll provide. We know what the Steelers want him to provide, but we don't know if he can truly give that on a consistent basis. And I like him because you know I'm a state guy. So right. Um, I, say, I know you I know you like him. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know I like him. But um, yeah, we just need the consistency from that. If we can get the consistency from, like you said, from those three running backs, I think get a wide receiver in the draft. Then we're good. Um, when it comes to the AP voting on the coach of the year, um, I, I was very adamant about Mike Tomlin, uh, very adamant about um, Sean McDermott, who I picked Buffalo Bills to be one of the great best teams this year. Uh, but it, it wasn't even close. Uh, for the AP voting, uh, Baltimore, John Harbaugh, 27 and a half votes. Kyle Shanahan, 14 and a half. Matt LaFleur from Green Bay, three. And then Tomlin and McDermott with two apiece. Um, did, did y'all expect to be so so landslide like a, like a landslide as far as that, or do you think that? I mean, when you look at Coach of the Year, uh, obviously he got two votes because they, they saw what he what he had to do. I think I think when you have to uh, make shift and, and change a lot of things because circumstances happen, um, I think I think to me that 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 shows you who who's the best coach for that season. And I mean, John Harbaugh, four Niners in Baltimore Ravens, uh, had a great season. I mean, you can't you can't deny fourteen and two and thirteen and three, number one seeds, uh, you know, in their respective conferences. But it's like when when it comes down to um, having to make a fly adjustments, having to, oh man, what we thought was going to happen, we had to change in the instance. Do, do y'all think Mike Tomlin got slighted there, or that you think that's just what it is as far as the NFL concerned? Because Mike Tomlin should definitely been. In my opinion, if he if he didn't if he didn't win because he didn't make the playoffs, he definitely should have been number two, uh, or at least close to, to getting that number two spot. Well, I I think um, I mean I understand I understand why the other guys were up there because their teams were in contention, you know, and they were they were number one seeds. They're always going to reward winning, um, but in 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 my personal opinion, I think Tomlin should be up there for coach of the year every year because i mean the man's never had a losing season since he's since he's been there right and you know we've been to two super bowls we had one and where 
only lost by four in the other one that we in, that we lost. So I mean, the man clearly knows how to coach. He knows what he's doing, and honestly, I don't think Tom gets a lot of credit for his management of personalities. That man has had to coach Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio <laughs> Brown, and Le'Veon Bell all on 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 one team. And, you never hear no no scenarios of anything crazy with him going on. Yeah, you you've seen Antonio Brown's antics and stuff like that, but just look at how he's he's managed and, and was able to navigate through those things, and just the fact that he he's able to to do those things. And then like when he speaks about his players, you can tell that his players respect him, the other coaches around the league respect him. So I mean, I I can understand why those other coaches were, you know, in those top two positions because you're you're going to reward winning. But when you break down the, the uh, I guess, the, the qualities of a great coach, he hits every single day. Yeah, no, I guess the coach of the year, I, I think a lot of times it's the winningest coach or, you know, the, the team that comes out of one and two seed in, in the conferences. I, I definitely think at eight and eight, you know, he should have been, you know, in the discussion of it. I mean, I believe five of the games were lost by seven or less. So, you know, hey, a couple moments, you know, a couple mistakes cost us some, some uh, tough early season losses. And then, you know, we were competitive with the Bills. You know, we, we slipped up against the, the Jets, but even then we, we lost by six. Uh, I think if he would have gotten nine wins, he would have been a little bit more in the discussion. I think if he would have gotten 10 wins, which was realistic, he would have, I think that would have, might have sealed it for him against the voters so to get 10 victories while only, while not having a single one with your actual starting uh, quarterback. And, you know, with the carousel we had, that I think would have gotten him the, the victory. But uh, the coach of the year is always kind of a, a, the top coaches if, if it's like a big change from the year before. I think that's what the voters. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if, if the Steelers wouldn't have lost basically the last three games, then I think Mike Tomlin would have been potentially the coach of the year. I think we would have finished like 10 and 6 or something like that. I think he would have gotten it, you know, considering what we had to deal with all season. And, um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we know he had he's had to deal with some big personalities uh, over the years. Not I, honestly, not even. I don't think even with just um, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. I think I think even with James Harrison. I think he's a. Yeah. I think he's an interesting guy as well. So I mean, you you know, he he's dealt with a lot of different personalities over the years, but um, he did a phenomenal job this year. You know, regardless of us finishing eight and eight. I mean, honestly, I mean, dude, we're, we're honestly we're a few plays away from being honestly being like eleven and five, or even maybe even twelve and four. I mean, because you got to think about the Seahawks game. You think about the 49ers game. If Connor doesn't fumble, that's a W for us. Um, so, I mean, you have to think about just the little things all season. It was the little things, man. Um, and, yeah, having having Big Ben out was a, was a big thing. But, um, again, even with them not there, we, we're a few plays away from being not just a playoff team but a high seed for the playoffs. So, it is what it is. Um, I still think he should have been in that running, like really in that running. Um, but you know, if he comes back next year and Big Ben puts up numbers the way he should, or is back to you know back to being Big Ben and the defense you know stands tall, I don't see why the Steelers can't be you know maybe eleven and five, twelve and four in that range. I'm not gonna push it, but I'm just saying if, if they can if they can you know hit on all cylinders with on defense and offense, then I don't see why we can't be you know a top three team in the AFC. What 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 was up with all this uh this Mike Tomlin hate about fire Mike Tomlin? I've seen that a lot. Um at the end of end of last year, prior to the thought of this year about uh hashtag fire Mike Tomlin. I've seen that way too much. And I'm and you know me as as of where he came from, he came from the Vikings. I'm like, y'all took it from us, you gonna fire him like that? You should have given him back, you know. So um <laughs> what are y'all what are y'all, what are y'all like opinions on like you know? The other Steelers fans who, who who want to see one of the best coaches, to me, a top three coach in the NFL, out the door. I, I think it's – Go ahead, bro. Oh, I was just going to say, 
a lot of the Steelers fans on Twitter, it's it's Super Bowl culture. It's like the ring culture that comes with the Yankees, it comes with the Lakers, it comes with the Celtics. It's like a lot of people are championship or bust, and you know they tend to be ignorant to the fact that you know there's not a lot of teams that are consistently in the running for the playoffs. Like you have to, they 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 tend to forget that because they're like, oh, we haven't been in the Super Bowl recently. Oh, this coach sucks. Like that that's the spoiled level of fandom we have with the Steelers because you know Tom hasn't had a, a loop yet. You know, for him to go eight and eight or better in each of the seasons, I mean. People just get used to it, and then they're just like, "All right, if there's no Super Bowls, we got to find a new guy." Which I didn't get, but I did see that a lot on Twitter. Yeah, same same thing with me. Uh, folks are just too round up in Super Bowl or bust, and not really looking at okay, what was the team that he had? What was the culture that he had at that time? How did he manage that? How did that overall team with the talent that he had, how did they produce? And they've produced every single year. Have we had some disappointing years where we probably should have gotten to the Super Bowl? Yeah, but we don't have Tom Brady in the backfield. You know, you know that we don't we don't have the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, we, we've got a good one, but you gotta also think about okay, Ben has folded in some or the defense has folded in some moments. The offensive hold it into a moment. Like you, you can't just put it all on, on Tomlin. Yeah, I understand that he's a coach. But my God, we haven't had the greatest offensive coordinator either. Like we we've, we've had some questionable calls down. We've had some questionable calls down the years and, and some inconsistent performances. So at the end of the day, you can't I understand he's the game manager and all that stuff, but he's not the one playing in the game. So you can't put every single thing on him. And the man has not had a losing season. Right? We've only had three coaches since like the seventh since nineteen sixty nine. Like, like come on, man! Like, get, get comfortable with the man. He he hasn't he hasn't given us a reason to want to, uh, you know, lose him. And then I also, and I don't really want to take it to that, but Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania ain't the, you know, the, the greatest race relations city in the world either. So you have that aspect of it too, where you got, you kind of get those other fans <laughs> who kind of don't want, you know, they, they, they see him doing bad, quote unquote, which he's not even doing bad. They were like, okay, let's get rid of him and move on to the next. But I mean, I just don't, I don't want to be like those organizations that are at the bottom and we're recycling coaches every single year. No, that's not what the Looney family does. They're going to give you the chance to prove yourself. The man is proving himself. So until my sentiments of if once Mike Tomlin don't want the job, that's when time to let him go. Just like Coward did. It's like, um, I can't think of his name right now. Chuck Noll. Same thing. I agree. I agree 100 percent man. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you gotta think about it from every standpoint, man. Um, with every fan base, you have some idiotic, unreasonable fans. Right. Um that, that comes with every sport, you know, whether it's NFL, college basketball, football, it doesn't matter. But you got every you have a particular fans in every for every team, for every sport that do stuff like that. So when I hear the Mike Tomlin should be fired stuff, I ignore it or I just call him stupid and just keep it moving. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, the dude's never – he's never had a losing season. Um, I agree he's the top three to five coach in the NFL. And I'll put it like this, man. If 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 the Steelers are going to consider ever firing him, then they better go get Bill Cowher again. I don't want anybody else. I don't want anybody else. <laughs> If it's, if it's not Mike Tomlin, go get Bill Cowell. Because we're, you know, well, I was going to say no disrespect to this team, but disrespect them because I don't like them. Um, Cleveland Browns have a have a, a new coach every every two games. So nobody wants to deal with that. I mean, because if you don't have that, you know what I mean? If you don't have that consistency with your coaches, like, who, who, who wants to play there? I mean, yeah, they have the talent there now, but I'm saying – Look, Freddie Kitchens got fired. So I mean, I mean, what is what's going on? I mean, they've been a laughing stock of our division for a long time anyway. 
And Cincinnati's they're running a close race with them at this point. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is, the point is, is yeah, Tomlin's been a phenomenal coach, man. We've never had a losing season. Have yes, has I feel like has he underachieved as far as maybe getting us a Super Bowl? You know, when we had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and some of those guys, sure. But again, our defense wasn't up to par at that time. It was like we had an elite offense, our defense was trash. Now we have an elite defense, our offense was suspect because we were missing you know, our best quarterback. So people are going to nitpick, man. It is what it is, but no, they know the Mike Tom fired Mike Tom and us. Yeah. And then add Alex on that. Are you good? Oh, I mean, one thing I do want to say about Tom, like we all know Troy Palomalu is this very quiet, very reserved person for, did you guys hear the story about how he was kind of, he was telling a, uh, Dick Leboa, if he could hit Antonio Brown during practice, you guys hear about that? No, I didn't hear about that one. Yeah, so apparently, AB was being disrespectful to uh, to Dick Leboa, and Troy Palomalo got upset and literally asked uh, him like, "Hey, can we can I lay this guy out?" And you know, for for Antonio Brown to be like that from the get go, and for no one to really find out. I think that's a testament to the way Tomlin managed that personality. Like, you know, like James Harrison and all that. Like, fan, like general fans that don't really put an investment in trying to get to know their team, they don't see these things, you know? I mean, look at what's going on with, like, you know, uh, the Jaguars, the way they handle like, Jalen Rams and Yannick Ngakwe. It's like we don't have those distractions typically. And people, the, like I said, spoils fans and not realize that. This is a, a concerted effort from the team at the top and bottom. It's like you gotta appreciate the community. Yeah, I, I get you 100. And I, I always, I always say like, um, if you, if you, if you don't have, if you don't have Tomlin, what's, what's the next best scenario? Like, like, like DJ mentioned about Bill Cowher thing, is like, if Mike Tomlin's not here. What what is the alternative like? Is it, I mean, who 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 would you get to be better? You, you don't have Bill Belichick, so you know, and, and that's why I think a lot of fans had to realize like, realize what you got, understand what you have because like I t- like I said earlier in the show, it's like once it's gone, you're going to miss it. And I think I think teams like uh, you know, for example, I, I know the Colts had a year off when when Peyton Manning got hurt, but it's it's very rare. That you have a you go from Peyton Manning to an Andrew Luck or a Brett Favre to a Rodgers to Montana to a Steve Young, it's rare when you go from a Bill Cowher to a Mike Tomlin because you can be at the bottom of that boat like the Browns um, and, and keep recycling or the Bengals who you know they kept Marvin Lewis for a long time now they got Zach Taylor and if he don't show signs in the next few years he gonna be out the door so it's kind of like he'll be out I, next year maybe so but he got he got a recorded back you never know so he might give him leeway. Um, the, the last part I want to get into though. Um, so we have we have uh the draft coming up. We, we, you, you know, your team needs. I think I, I think I told y'all, like, you know, quarterback, we talk about that. Um, the nose tackle position, losing Hargrave. I don't know if you have anybody in, in the Rams to step up into that, or would you have to go draft on and talk about the running backs, even a receiver in, in, the, in the next few rounds? Uh, what would y'all, what would y'all say are, are guys that you're looking to? I think y'all, y'all don't have a first-round pick, so you're in the second round. Like, what do you think is, is the most pressing need? We said running back earlier, but it's like, is there a, like a particular player that y'all want um, at a position that you, you, you want to be a stealer? Um, For me, as far as that goes, um, I'm not really sure. Um, just as just defensively, um, as far as with our, our nose tackle position, I, I've been looking at a uh, uh, Rashard Lawrence from LSU. Um, I just kind of like his overall production that he that he had at LSU, and, and, and I mean the fact that he was able to help his defense you know, uh, win a national championship that speaks volumes, especially with who they're going against. And, and my favorite quarterback, um, Sunshine, as I like to call him. Uh, <laughs> I think he had he played very well, had a good season. Um, I can't really think of like you know some individual people. I just know I agree with uh, what Bruce said earlier as far as with 
I think we do need one more receiver. That would be nice um, just to have a combination of two hitters um, that we could have. Um, so I, I just want to see us focus on filling in that, that nose tackle position. Um, I say we trust our running backs because we got three of them. I don't necessarily think we need to draft a running back. I just kind of see think this is a year to see what those pieces are going to do, what Samuels is going to do, what Connor's going to do, what Snell's going to do. Keep those running backs, but fill that position at defensive, uh, at no tackle, um, and then go out and get one more receiver. And then, uh, honestly, we, we can always, always use another DB because, you know, our, our DB play hasn't always been the, the best. Our secondary is not the greatest. Minka helps a hell of a lot, but um, Joe Hayden's old. So we need another one. Edmonds is um, average, so we need another one at that position. But fill in those little pieces that we know that we have players that is kind of getting old. We gotta get another quarterback, man. We, we, I need a quarterback. I know Love's probably gonna be gone, and that's probably the only one we could probably get. Love or Herbert is actually decent, in my opinion. But if we can find a way to get one of those, I want them. I want them. I would like us to not – although I know we're probably going to be good, so we're probably not going to be in contention to get Trevor Lawrence next year. No, no, no. no, 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 no. I can't believe you even said that. Oh, my God, Trevor. <laughs> That's what I want. Oh, man. Honestly, yeah, I don't know who – Oh, go ahead. My fault, bro. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I, I kind of have some, some players that could be available in the defensive, uh, in the secondary around that, around our pick. Uh, Ohio State, Damon Arnett, uh, he attacks the catch point very well. Uh, he has pretty good athleticism, um, but, you know, that might be a bit of a concern. Uh, we have Holmes from Clemson safety, uh, Damon Arnett. Uh, he did play a lot in the slot, which I think – we kind of like with our safeties to kind of move them around. So I think he could be a good pick, especially if uh, Edmonds doesn't, you know, figure it out in this, this upcoming year. Um, and then we have Holmes from UCLA. He's undersized, but you wouldn't really be able to tell that when you watch the tape, he's probably going to be a slot guy, which I think, you know, we can kind of move around our defense. We can get creative with that. You know, those are a couple DBs around that, around our pick that could be realistic. And, one that I did see, and then I, I kind of see it in the mock drafts, but again, you know, sometimes people get kind of uh, position, like receiver heavy, if you <laughs> do it with certain people. But, you know, J.K. Dobbins seems to kind of be around that area. I mean, do you, would you guys want to go for that if we had him? Isn't it like he's one of the consensus, consensus top three? Do you guys think he would be worth investing it based on our pick in the second round? I think that would be a good pickup. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see why not. I think I think J.K. Dobbins, one, was dominant in, against Clemson, and two, also cost them the game against Clemson. But either way, J.K. Dobbins, <laughs> J.K. Dobbins is is a problem. I like J.K. Dobbins. Um, I mean, he can run the ball, catch the ball in the backfield, and he, I know if I was talking about the uh, the running by committee, is like you know. You, you don't want to be predictable either. When I'm bad, like Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis, you know, when Henry's on the field, it's a run. Deion Lewis is a match. Like, if you, had a, if you got a J.K. Dobbins, defenses don't know. Uh, so I, I think, you know, you got Snell out there, I know you're going to run the ball. You got Samuels, I know you're going to pass. Uh, well, Connor could do a little bit both. So, it, but if Connor's not the, not the, not the future, um, you know, J.K. Dobbins, I think he'll fit right in. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think um, I don't. I mean, there's not really anybody in particular. I like. Yes, there is. Um, I like Hotsmith from Charlotte, and I also like. I want to get Hurts, man. I don't know. I'm 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 on be alone on the Hurts train, but I like Hurts. I like Hurts a lot. I like Hurts a lot, man. I think if we can get him in the third round. Still, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> we can get him in the third round. Take him. Take them. Hurst would definitely be a great pick. I, you know, I know, I know, I know. Big Ben may be mad again, but he got to realize, like, when you went down, like, we was like the Pittsburgh Steelers shit was about to sink. Like, no, he, I, I think, I think, 
I think her, I think hers would be a great pickup. Um, like I know somebody asked me, was like, hey, you know, would you would you like your Vikings to get hurts? I was like, it depends. If it's if it's third or fourth round, I'll, I'll be all for it. But I see people like, oh, we should get him in the first. I'm like, no, let's no. let's 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 slow the road. You gotta you gotta find your value. You gotta find your value in. And, and I, I think I think I think mid to third to fourth is, is probably his value. And with, and with a guy like Tommy, like I mean, as far as being coached, like with Saban, then you got Lincoln Riley. Now you got Tommy. Like you, you can't you can't go wrong. Which as far as your career going, so uh, Jalen Hurts, I heard he's he's been fixing his mechanics. Um, Lincoln Riley did a great part with with him, and you know he won't have Ceedee Lamb, but he's gonna have Juju and Washington, Deontay Johnson. So he's gonna have a, he's gonna have the receiving core to, to to back him up. Um, so yeah, I think Jalen Hurts would be. I feel like whatever I feel like he's gonna go to a team where like you a big bend where somebody in front of him like that, or like I said, my like Kirk Cousins in front of him. But if, if he can if he can go to a team where in three two to three years he can be the starter, that's probably that's probably his best way to success. And around Pittsburgh with a dominant defense, uh running game, just like when he was at Alabama, I mean it should be it should be seamless, seamless fit right there. Yeah, and one of the knocks that I see on Jalen Hurts is that he, you know, does one read and then he runs. And, you know, if you guys remember Big Ben early on, he was always making magic tricks happen, Houdini disappearing from sacks. And I think, you know, if, if we were to get him sitting behind Ben, Ben could kind of help him with that because, you know, Ben was always willing to move around the pocket a little too much early on. He's kind of developed into a little bit more of a pocket passer. I think that could be what uh, Jalen Hurts would need in terms of development in a mentor to kind of prepare him for the future. And I, I have been on a hurts to the Steelers since like, I think about the fifth Oklahoma game. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even think about um, the possibility of getting hurts. I for, I really forgot about him, but if he's available, I say we, we take him because Ben is old. Ben is like, he'll be what? 37, 38 this year. And I don't, Honestly, I I don't care about Ben getting mad. If <laughs> if I'm a Rooney fan, I don't I don't care about that. Like uh, Father Time is undefeated for you a reason. <laughs> and, and you're not you're not Tom Brady. You move more than Tom Brady. You're bigger than Tom Brady. You've had way more injuries than Tom Brady. So truth be told, Ben ain't gonna last till Tom Brady age. Like he can say he wants to play that long. Ben got a good. <laughs> Two to three years left. He is out of And the Steelers would be stupid to not prepare for the future for that quarterbacks. Yeah. If, if Hurts is available, you have to take him. Gotta yes. take him. Yeah, uh, I was I was pretty adamant about this this offseason about like I said, I said Chargers, Chargers are, are going to set the trend. Uh first the Giants did it with, with Eli Manning. Chargers got rid of Phillip Rivers. Um, I know Bill Belichick. I know Kraft wanted to keep Brady, but I know Bill Belichick didn't want to because he knew it's, it's that time. And I think you know it's it's, it's three guys. I would say three guys next in line to be on their way out. And I was like, well, when it comes down to it, I, I know this year is a different story. But it's like, okay, we we Big Ben has to be out of there. Um, the Lions have to have to go move on from Stafford and, and the Falcons as well with Matt Ryan at some point. So it's in, it's, I think all three of those guys have two or three years left as far as, you know, that, that kind of play, and you've been around for so long. So te- teams going to start looking at it, and and, be, and you, you got to prepare. And I think, I think like I said earlier, this was a, be- a blessing in disguise um, for for them um, when we get hurt. So before before we get out of here, I'm going to give y'all your own camo shot. Uh, I want y'all to say uh, one thing. One thing about – about the Baltimore Ravens, y'all division rival. Um, whatever you want to say to Ravens fans about the Ravens, anything like that. So I'm gonna go down the list, Fawn, Alex, and DJ, uh, Fawn. So I'm, I'm gonna give you the floor on what you got to say uh-huh. to the Baltimore Ravens fans. Well, hopefully I can curse. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> um, fuck the Ravens. Fuck everything that y'all stand for. Uh, fuck the Harbaugh family. Uh, I can't even. I can't even lie. I kind of wish Lamar had ha went to the Steelers. He he he's really good, but um, y'all got what y'all deserved. <laughs> y'all not. 
y'all not all that y'all think that y'all are. And uh, just let let y'all know in Baltimore, uh, you know, we're we're coming. We're, we're coming. We don't lose in the first round like y'all do. We're, we're coming. <laughs> I like it. All right, Alex, there you go. You got the floor. All right, to, to all the Ravens fans, we're probably going to flood our mentions. Uh, don't get used to the division crown. We're, we're here to take it back. Uh you know, Lamar Jackson, hey he, hey, he killed it this year. Just wait till everybody starts game planning him now that they've seen him in this type of offense. We got the most Super Bowls for a reason. Big trusts. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, DJ, go ahead. Hey, man, for uh, all the Baltimore fans that I know, hold these. And, uh, yeah, I mean <laughs> – I got the best of us this year. We should have got you the first time. Y'all killed us the second time. It is what it is. The dog shines on the – I'm sorry. The sun shines on the dog's ass someday. Excuse me. So it is what it is. We're coming for y'all. Y'all lost in the first round. Didn't do anything. So that season went to shit. It is what it is. But uh, here we go. I like it. I like it. I like it. Here we go. I got I got the hashtag up for y'all, man. Uh, appreciate y'all for joining us, joining me, man, on this one. Prince of the Choir with the Pittsburgh Steelers edition. Appreciate your fans. Appreciate your Alex and DJ uh, once again. Thank you for having us, man. Thank you. Bless I'm going to I'm 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 let the music take us out. Shout out to my boy Tay for, make, for making this beat for me. If, if, it, if it plays. <laughs>